Welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 358 for what's the date today? July 10th, 2022. My name's Nathan Reedenspruth. Joining me this week, we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. We're the most successful podcast you're not listening to. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, I I was thinking, I was like, oh, I should I should do this with like zero enthusiasm. But then I, I decided to just do Hello. Hey Welcome guys. to the Readin Entertainment Podcast. Hey guys, this is my Reed name Reed. is Readin. Let Let's just do the whole thing. Oh, I can get my NPR voice on, and we could do the entire news segment like that. If you If you want to have zero enthusiasm, come to my Twitch at six p.m. Pacific time to nine p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. I have zero enthusiasm for doing anything. Uh, no, but uh, where can we find you? You could find me, the cyberpunk monk, at Website, where all of our relevant social media links can be found. I, I think I like this. I might keep on doing this. Do you have? Uh, a, what what do you think about that? A whole show like that? Do you have one you want to express? Yes, I'm getting out? to it. Okay. One of those links that I want to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition Actual Play Podcast. We are currently on our break, as we always take in between our seasons, but this next one is going to be our sixth and final one for this story. Perfect. And and then we uh then we're moving on and and doing other game. Other game. This is we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh you can find me Nathan Reed Spruth, as I said, uh twitch.tv forward slash Reeton Monday through Monday through Friday, six PM Pacific time to nine PM Pacific time. Uh, sounded really upset about that for a second. I Monday through I... fucking Friday. <laughs> I, I my brain thought I missed something, and then I was like, "Did I miss saying something?" I was like, "No, no, I'm good," and I just continued on. Uh, Damn it, then, Friday! And then, of course, I'm on Twitter. You can go to twitter.com/forward/slash/reeton and uh, or at just look for at Reeton, and you'll find me and follow me, and you'll see all of all of my updates. I sometimes even say when I'm going live on Twitch, and uh that's it that's everything go to aroa.website if you want to see aroa's relevant links he is still not uh in a position where he can uh go downstairs which is unfortunate but he can't walk downstairs alone he told us today so unfortunately he's not going to be here for a couple of weeks anywho uh we're gonna we're gonna ask connor what games he's played this week you know, I don't think I've played a single video game. It's like not even Space Station 13. Wow. What I have done is uh, I, I read and finished a book, and that was good. And then I, I painted a whole bunch, and that was good. And then I got to play a whole two games of Warhammer this week. Uh, do you have a minute, or was nothing really exciting? Um, I mean, those are exciting things, but I could do it in less than a minute. A Warhammer fraction of a minute. Got to play for the Warhammer. Nailed it. (laughs) I got to play Orcs, who recently got an update, and they went from being like a a subpar faction to a pretty damn survivable faction. And they're still just a whole lot of fun to play. You're almost never hitting, but when you do, you hit like a Mack truck. I know how that goes. We were planning on playing a 2,000-point game, which is to say like one of the big ones. And then at the the halftime between our games, we went out and got some food. We came back and we're like, we do not have time to play a the two thousand point game. That's like trying to set up a game of risk right before. So we decided to cut our points in half at great expense and just play on the same big map. And he uh, he he took out all of my ability to like get points, which is frustrating. But I was I'm happy because this guy he's he's learning how to play the game and. Uh, you know, every every time you you see you, you play with a game like with someone and just seeing them get better over time, it's, it's it's nice. I like seeing people grow like that. Yeah, I imagine that's what like parents have when they see their kids accomplish something. They're like, yeah, but I don't. Yeah. I don't really want to go through everything else for that. Look one. at him; he's strategizing. He's he's crippling my infantry, so now I can't take objectives. Aw. Look at him. He, he's pooping. He's pooping by himself into the toilet. I, 
I don't want to see, and I, I, I'm not interested in those parts. I, I missed yeah. all those parts, and I went straight to being an efficient, uh, I don't know, warlord. Yeah, you were a warlord once. Is that the right word? Uh, uh, sure. I probably, probably warlord. Uh, I assume they're not like democratic or anything. I mean, he could be like a a colonel or a commander. And with that, we've gone quite a bit off topic. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to move on to me since Connor did nothing, nothing this week. I, I painted played... and I played Warhammer and, um, and I read a book. Yeah, you did. You did. I uh, played on Monday, not for broadcast, which did you watched a little bit of that. Yeah, I didn't watch the entire stream. I had to go to bed, but I it was uh, it was different. Like I that feels like one of those games that somebody makes because that was their job once. It reminds me a little bit of Paper, Please. So not for broadcast is you are part of a uh, a news, uh, like, yeah, news organization where you are the person in the booth editing the footage. Like you're the one that like is cutting, doing the camera cuts and you are are running the ads in the middle of the show and stuff like that. You're the producer and the censor. Yeah. And there are some narrative choices in the game where basically you are you're editing these and you get to decide what you edit out. Um, so do you edit out uh, the government? Sens- the government will, will send something and do you censor it? Uh, if somebody is talking badly about the government, they want you to censor that, but you could let it go through stuff like that. And then also in between those sections where you're editing, uh, there's some text adventure style game play. So you, uh, the government is taken over by kind of a, a, an authoritarian government and, uh, no way. How could that ever happen? Yeah. These days. Um, and so one of the, like your, your brother-in-law comes over and he's like, Hey man, we look alike. Can I borrow your passport so I can leave the country? Uh, he's not going to get murdered or anything, but they're going after his wealth, which I think is completely fine. So I did not hand him my passport. And because of that, they redistributed a bunch of wealth and gave me money. And so I think it all worked out well for me. And he's a little, a little worse off, but I'm good. The problem with it is that that game is really difficult to talk while playing the game because you're yeah i i could see that being a problem yeah and so streaming it wasn't the greatest experience just because it was like i'm focusing so much on the gameplay and making sure i get the right cuts because it uses full motion video so it's using real people and you're trying to cut between the different camera angles they have and watch, and you also have to watch the time on the top to make sure that you don't stay on the same cut for more than ten seconds. Uh, you want to look also at the time and see when the uh, when the ads start, so you can start rolling the ads. Just stuff like that. And it is, uh, it's a little difficult to go through the talky bits and and try to be entertaining while doing that. Uh, so I moved on to another game on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, I actually streamed on Saturday, which was a rare, a rare stream for me. But I played Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. And have you read any of the critical reviews from users on Metacritic? Nope. Okay. So it has middling reviews. It's like, it's got like a seventy percent on on Metacritic. Uh, what I've seen the... of it, it seems like it's an okay game. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Graphics are all right. Like it's it's not amazing, like, but it's good. Uh but anyway, it's got middling reviews from critics. So it's like, you know, 60 to 70s, something like that. Um but the user score is like 2.8. And I was like, "What? Why?" And it appears that people were mad uh, and a lot of the the reviews are talking about it being a social justice warrior game. And I was like, when I was reading about it originally, I almost didn't buy it because I was like, oh, if if it's if it's throwing stuff in your face and stuff like that, I don't I don't know if I care that much. 
But then I was reading through the reviews. I'm like, these people are just complaining about it being SJW something. I, I thought that maybe with so many critical or, or so many reviews that it was buggy or crashed all the time. I didn't experience any of that. So I was like, okay, it's all about this social justice warrior stuff. So I'm going to play through the game and see what they're talking about. And I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. It doesn't have, it's not like it has like a trans character that's in the game. That's like, I'm super trans. It has one scene where there's like lesbians that exist. And apparently that makes it an SJW, uh, thing now there might be characters that are 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 trans or gay or something like that in the game but unless you're like i just played through the main story and i didn't see any of that so these people are just retarded I, I'm going to go out of my story. way and find all the sexy options. Oh, no, they're doing sexy stuff. Yeah. In my game about vampires, they're going to ruin the purity of it. Yeah. And and it's the one thing that I was I was talking with somebody in my stream is that all the Vampire the Masquerade media takes Vampire the Masquerade really, really seriously. Like, it, it has, like, no, like, it's, you know, it's vampire. It's a super campy. But they, like, don't sell it at all. It's all just, like, they take it way too seriously. And Are you talking about the reviewers, the, the latest game in the series the, itself? The games. The games themselves. Of course. Um, now, there are, there are certain, like, Vampire the Masquerade, was it Bloodlines? Was that the one that was everyone loved? Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Blood. Uh, it was either Bloodlines or the one that came before that? Yes, yeah, so it, it was like, a tabletop game. Like that—that's where I know it from originally. Well, a tabletop, and then it got really big in the LARPing scene. But anyway, uh, I thought it was a good game. It was—I uh, think I got it for like forty bucks on, on, uh, on, on Epic. It's what it was on. Unfortunately, I had to buy it through Epic, but it was all right. Uh, I'd say if you like Vampire, uh, it's a good game. It took me about fifteen hours to beat it, but there were. There are like branching paths and everything. It is not. It is more of a telltale game than it than like Bloodlines was. So it's it's you're not gonna have difficulty beating the game, uh, and there's no real actiony bits. So it's mainly just story. But Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, pretty good. Uh, there's another vampire game that released that I haven't, I played on the beta, but I haven't played since it released, which was blood hunt, which is the battle oh, no. royale. No, no, no. We're not, we're not going to talk <laughs> about blood hunt. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move on to some stories because we have a, uh, quite a few of them. Um, we've got, uh, I fix it. You like, I fix it. I like, I fix it. I like, I fix it. They make good kids. Pardon us as we open our stories again. No, pardon us as I I messed up and accidentally pressed the space button while uh oh, did, did while, that pause the recording. Yeah, while Audacity yeah. was that's gonna be a fun transition everyone's gonna listen to. It's gonna be like uh, and blah 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 blah. Hey guys, how's it going? Do, do you wanna just redub it? No. No, we are I've, I've definitely I've definitely done that before though. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna select something else. So anyway, uh iFixit is rolling out uh, actually, they've already rolled out the Google phone, like the Pixel phones, all the way from um, 2 all up to 6 Pro. And they have, uh, they have parts lists for all of those. Now, there aren't full parts lists. Parts lists. Actually, it has all the way up uh, Google Pixel. So the original Google Pixel all the way to Google Pixel Pro, you can buy replacement parts on iFixit to replace... Uh, screens, batteries. Uh, let me click on just one of them. Uh, I had a Google Pixel 2 XL. Uh, That's what so, I have right now. Yeah, so they've got uh, battery replacement. Guess how much the That's battery... That's what I need on mine right now. Guess how much it is. I would... Um, for the kit or just the battery? Like, like, are you getting the replacement or just the battery to do the replacement? It is the battery... It, you, you buy it and then you... You replace it. Uh, I don't know, like forty bucks USD. Uh, thirty dollars. Yeah, that's 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 even a little lower than my gut reaction would be. Yeah, and so like that's pretty good, especially since older phones like the Google Pixel Two XL, it's discontinued right now, so it's not getting any more software updates. 
but like the battery's gonna go uh that's that's the one thing that's gonna be a problem on it other than that it's a fine phone like it still works really well uh i have a friend who broke their phone smashed it on the ground and i let him borrow my uh pixel 2 xl and he's like this phone works fine even if it is a little bit older so i'm using the pixel 2 xl right now and it's fine except for the battery yeah well you should get one for 30 dollars you know, for thirty bucks, I could replace my own battery. That's easy enough. Yeah, it's. I would follow a guide, uh, but they only have. So they only have three parts for the Pixel. Hey, uh, hey Nathan, Nathan, what? Why the fuck wouldn't I follow a guide? I'm not just gonna rip my phone out and be like, "Time to get the battery." <laughs> well, I don't know, uh, but they only have the three parts for the Pixel Two XL, uh, which is the battery, the replacement screen, and the charging assembly. So if you somehow uh, mess up your USB port. Uh, you could buy a, a the charging assembly for twenty dollars. So that's good. Yeah, and the screen the screen is a little overpriced, I would say. Uh, but it's it's ninety three dollars. But it comes with I everything mean, to replace it. Right. Um, it's it's like a refurbished kit. That's yeah ninety bucks, and the problem is solved. That's really good. If you go anywhere else, they're probably gonna charge you. 120 150 to do something like that no probably 200 bucks it would probably be just because the can battery yeah um but it comes with the screen uh all the tools you need to take it apart and it comes with like this this pack this liquid pack and i saw it used on another one and what you do is you throw that in the microwave for about 30 seconds or a minute and it heats up the liquid and then you place that pack on the phone screen to loosen the adhesive underneath the screen. So that is so goddamn clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you go up to the ones with the most parts are the Nexus phone. I didn't even know that they had the Nexus phone on there. The, uh, uh, I Nexus, fix it? Yeah, it has the Nexus phone 4, 5, 5X, 6, and 6P replacement How parts. How old are those phones now? Like at least six years. Because yeah, it was released, them. yeah. So anyway, uh, lots of parts for my fix it. If you're if you have a Pixel phone, um, you know you can go there and and maybe replace some of that if you feel confident in your ability to take stuff out. Um, we do also have, or they iFixit also has replacement parts for iPhones, but it looks to me like it might just be iPhone 12. But let me see, I could be wrong. Um, but it does have iPhone 12 replacement parts. Uh, the battery is $40, like you, like you said. But it, it also comes with like all the stuff to take it apart. Um, the screen is $200. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit more to replace for the iPhones. But I think it's neat. I like that at least some companies are, are going and uh, allowing for the right to repair, even if they're just doing it to avoid having right to repair laws. Right. We're not listing all of our parts. We're just, you know, doing the, the top 90 percentiles of what cases come in for screens and batteries and charging ports. Yeah. One thing I do want to say, this is from Ars Technica. It does say here, um, I fix it. Also praise Google's willingness to make software, software repair tools available online, like an easy to use OS flashing tool and a fingerprint reader calibration tool for the pixel six so you could get the the internal software to reset the the under the screen fingerprint reader on the pixel six so i think that's really cool i'm i'm happy that they're doing that and i hope that more companies start partnering with like ifixit and and local shops to supply real parts for people and Um, not just because the government's telling them to yeah I mean that's that's why, right? That's why they're doing this is because why. uh thankfully Lewis they don't Rossman get fined. Yeah, Lewis Rossman, one of the biggest advocates for right to repair, uh, has been going and trying to get people to sign off on bills to to make it so that these companies need to supply these parts. And it's funny, whenever like bills start getting introduced, the companies are like, No, we're totally for that stuff. We're totally cool with that. Please don't make this bill. 
Because if you do, we're screwed. Because that's what happened with, uh, I've spoken about it before, there was the Stop Bezos Act. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, just in, in case anybody doesn't know, it was something that Bernie Sanders and Ro Khanna were trying to get passed. What it would do is, is make it so that if a company uh, had employees that were having to get like government assistance, like welfare or food stamps, then the company would have to pay the taxes back uh, for what the, they, they would have to have their taxes increase by that much. So if I got $600 in welfare because Walmart, or, uh, Amazon wasn't giving me enough money, then Amazon's tax bill would go up $600, which it I think sense. would have been amazing. But uh, that didn't end up going through because like Walmart and, and Amazon and stuff started raising their wages at around the same time. Just so weird that they do that. Um, hey, let's... Well, why, not, why not we do a little bit of both? And, you know, I, I bet all these problems people are suffering just vanish. I know, right? So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about uh, an officer involved in a 2017 Call of Duty swatting death has been denied qualified immunity. Uh, do you know what qualified immunity is? I'm sure you do. I do, yes. Um, basically... It is officers are allowed to commit crimes while on the job as long as it is part of their job. And um, it says here, there's a quote. This is from Massively. It says a district court concluded that a reasonable jury could find that a rap fired a shot when he could see Finch's hands were empty. Uh, his assertion that Finch made a threatening motion was false. Uh, Rap could not see Finch's movements clearly due to darkness and distance, along with numerous other facts. Rap claims a reasonable officer could believe Finch posed a threat of serious physical harm and therefore qualified immunity should apply. But based on the district court's findings of fact, Finch could not have posed a threat and Rap was not entitled to qualified immunity. Finch claims that the city of Wichita's investigatory, investigatory and disciplinary policies uh, following use of force incidents lacked accountability, reflected deliberate indifference, and caused, uh, caused Finch's death. But he failed to support his allegations with any evidence of such a policy. For the reasons below, we affirm both the district court's rulings, which means he doesn't get qualified immunity. Uh, Rap incidentally also sued the city because of lost wages he incurred after he shot and killed a swatting victim. The case was apparently dismissed, but in the meantime... He's been promoted to detective uh, just a few days before his appeal was denied. So, it's a good thing. I hate this place. I, I hate it here. I, why, like, he, swatting is stupid anyway. If you think about doing any swatting, uh, don't, don't, it's bad. It, 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 it is a way to get people killed. Um, also, we need to reevaluate the entire process on its own. That's... Yeah, ridiculous like, overreach that can and has and will continue to, like you said, yeah. get people killed. Well, and and here's another thing: like, if I knew your address, right? Um, which I do, but if I and I was like Connor, Sounds like is, a threat. Well, no, I'm just saying, and, and I was like Connor's doing this, blah 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 blah. Like, what credible evidence do they have to get? Um, to get a warrant to do that, or do they not need a warrant in these cases? Uh, it, it sounds like a lot of these are done without. It's it's like overreach and reaction. Yeah, because like there's no. In order to get a warrant, you need to have a specific criteria to get a warrant. But it sounds like a lot of these swatting victims, somebody just calls in, and they get swatted. Hey, they're I on see stream right now. Like yeah. that's the, the time that they started streaming to when the event happened. Yeah, a couple hours at most. Well, yeah, and and that just doesn't seem right to me. It seems like an invasion of privacy. Also, I saw a I saw one a swatting victim. Um, their neighbor called the SWAT. I and the uh, guy gets up. You know, he gets taken out. Thankfully, nothing bad happened to him, but he did get taken down to like. He got taken outside or got taken down to the precinct or something. And, of course, the stream was still on. And so the neighbor waited for the officers to leave and then 
uh, went in there and stole stuff. Oh, while the stream was on. While yeah, the stream was on. Yeah. And so, of course, that guy got caught and, and arrested. But uh, the, the one who, who called the SWAT got it caught and arrested. But this is just, don't do this. Like, this isn't cool. And also, uh, police officers, stop killing people. Stop killing uh, people. Like, stop killing unarmed people. Like, fucking, the, the, the justification for having police officers is that they're there to stop crime, but then they, they regularly murder unarmed people, and then when there is an actual situation where you could have helped, you don't do anything. That, that, seems, that seems like it's, it's just there to protect the rich people. And that might be it. That might be the only reason police officers exist. You know, it's a really good thing I didn't get that dispatcher job. Yeah, I don't think you would be a good fit for that. No, no. I also poop a lot. Um, That's good to know. Uh, what I mean is... is uh, I think I know what you mean. Well, yeah, you know, but what I mean is you're like at... Sometimes you're when you're a dispatcher, you're working at night by yourself for like twelve hours. And you don't think you could do that job on the John? Probably not. Probably not. No. Anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about. Uh, I love this story. I we're moving from a story I hate to a story I love. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just start reading it. It's from Fox Fox Six, so not Fox News, but Fox Six. It says a worker in Chile submitted his resignation and could not be found after his job accidentally paid him 330 times his salary because of a payroll error. The worker, a dispatch assistant at Cold Meats Manufacturer Consorcio Industrial, uh, a, th- a place in Chile, uh, received a paycheck of 165398851 uh, Chilean pesos or $180,000 for the month of May. So he was paid $180,000 in May, which is a bit more than his annual salary. Uh, a he was a little only... more than most people's. Yeah. He was only supposed to make about $545. The worker initially alerted his manager, the massive overpayment, according to local media, um, Diario financial, basically. Um, the manager would then report the issue to human resources resources who asked the worker to go to his bank and return the extra money. So paid $180,000. The people, the HR was like, Whoa, go to the bank and have that return. And the worker's like, wait, you can't just take it. You just can't take, you can't just take it back. So he said, uh, the article says that the worker agreed to go to the bank the next day, but kept the money and ignored communications from his employer over the next few days. Well, as one does. <laughs> the man then offered his resignation through a letter sent to the company by his attorney. The worker has not been heard from since. Hey, I know I messed up and, uh, bye. <laughs> it wasn't even him. It was just, right. it was the company. The, co- the was- company. If, if, and I want to tell you this. If my company sent me 330 times the amount of money that I normally get, eh, I would leave too. I would just... I, I would have enough money that I could live for a while uh, if they sent me 330 times the amount that I normally get in one month. Um, this is why you don't... You don't you know, first off, pay your, your employees better. Um, now, to be fair, he's in Chile. Uh, I'm not sure how much $545 is going to go for uh, in Chile as opposed to the United States. I assume it can get you further there. Would that be a a proper assumption, you think? You know, it's really hard to say. I'm not the one to to make that call. I would assume so, but that's a baseless assumption. Yeah, I would say the standard of living is probably lower there, um, which means money would go further. But... Yeah, I would get the. Uh, I would run away. I would run away. Like they, nobody would hear from me for a while. Uh, this podcast would be put on indefinite hold, uh, unless Connor wanted to just do the podcast. And he's like, uh, "Reeton's not back. Uh, apparently, he hasn't run out of money yet." So <laughs> here we it's are. It's weird. Envelope shows up with fifty bucks in it every week. I do a podcast. So <laughs> just, I'm just gonna keep doing that. I'm just going to uh, keep on doing it until the money stops showing up. Yeah. So I, I love this story. 
it's amazing. Uh, we're going to move on because there's not much else we can say other than, yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah, I totally get it. Good um, for him. So we're going to talk. There's a story from GamesBeat. This was brought up by either you or Oroa. Aurora. Um, who obviously isn't here. Um, but it says that the European Union has adopted legislation to curb powers of big tech uh, gatekeeper companies that can control access to application platforms. The legislation by the European Parliament will likely impact mobile game platform owners, Google and Apple, as well as others who operate platforms. Um, a lawyer, Richard Hogg, I assume, Hogg, um, said in a tweet, Apple is going to sue on this until the heat death of the universe. This is a big deal as Epic Games was largely unsuccessful in a lower court ruling in the United States, in its case alleging antitrust violations by Apple as the owner of the iOS mobile app platform. Epic is appealing the case in which Apple won most of the rulings and lost one relatively small point. Tim Sweeney, CEO of Epic Games, said, uh, Happy 5th of July. A coalition of companies backed Epic. So, what this is meaning is when you buy an iPhone or you buy an Android phone, most of the time you have Google Play Store or you have the Apple uh, App Store, right? Mm-hmm. And iOS market. Now, Google, I, I, I will say Google has made it a lot easier to install third-party markets on their phones. So you can you can download an API, load it, and then have a different app store that you have a the you have access to. Um, and there are some flavors of of Android that you can get like Lineage OS that will uh, totally strip out all, all the Google stuff, uh, and you can you can download it. Also, Amazon has their own app store. Uh, so if you buy a Fire device. You can't use Google's App Store. You have to use the, the Amazon one. However, iPhones notoriously hate third-party applications and will continuously block them from being installed on iOS devices. And what this court ruling or what this legislation is trying to pass is making it so that they have to be competitive and allow you to use other app stores instead of being a monopoly. So if you buy an iOS, you only see what they want you to see. And if you buy an Android, they only see Google. You can only see what Google wants you to see. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, when you're getting 30% of the cut on your own market, of course you don't want people to use other app markets. That's going to mm-hmm. dramatically impact your bottom line. Not only- But you're also oh, you know, a, a trillion dollar company. Yeah. You could afford to not be bullying other people out of your market. Yeah. Like it's never not in your best interest to have, uh, there's a word for it that's not coming to mind, but like broad usability. Like, like you, you want it to be, oh, I wish I could remember the word mobility. Like, mm-hmm. like you want it to be able to be on as many devices as possible. Right. Yeah. And saying, no, we're actually going to restrict your markets, taking away from that. If well, the core idea is is this smartphone in your pocket can do everything you need it to, and then you could say, well, no, it's actually only going to do the things we say it can, then that's that's self defeating. You're you're shooting your own like end goal in the foot. Yeah. Well, and and one of the big things is I think Netflix changed like they like Apple came to an agreement with Netflix, um, but one of the big things was that. And this is what uh, Epic also had a big problem with was not only is it 30% of, let's say you buy an app, okay? And and I sell sell an app for $10 and I I have to give $3 to Apple. Not only that, but if if that $10 download also has a subscription attached to it, then they also get 30% of that. So Netflix is a free app. But then Apple wanted 30% of all money that was generated within the Netflix app. And so what Netflix would do for the longest time is say, hey, if you want to start an account, go on your computer and sign up for an account instead of allowing you to link. Yeah, instead of Netflix being allowed to link Netflix 
the website to to actually sign sign up for it because then Apple would still get the money because they signed up on an Apple device. I mean, it's that's really a, a good and correct loophole, and it's yeah. it's just a messy situation when you have to litigate to that specific of an extreme. Yeah. It, it all started. What is it? Fortnite or PUBG or something? They're like, don't buy your Fortnite fun box on here. Go Fortnite. online. And, you know, ask your parents' permission to go on the family computer and do it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this is cool. I, I right now it's just a proposal. Hopefully, it will actually, it'll actually work, and and we'll get the future. Uh, they'll be able to open up their their stores a little bit more, but. Uh, what was there was another thing. Oh, another thing that just passed in the European Union I'm pretty excited about is making a standard for phones in the uh, in the European Union. So, USB-C is the way of the future until yeah. the next way of the future. Well, and that, and that the great thing about that law is that as standards progress, they can change that standard. Mm-hmm. So, but USB-C- it's something that's agreed upon. It's something that will be like assumedly to the most accessibility of people it's a good law yeah well and like USB-C, the new one that comes out i don't know what it is is like four i think it's four i think usb4 which will be a USB-C connector is going to have i believe 20 to 40 gigabits a second transfer speeds that's pretty fast yeah that's really fast i love it um so hopefully uh apple will ditch the iphone or I'm sorry, ditch the lightning port on the iPhone and just do USB-C all around. Some companies do stuff like this, um, and the European Union and the UK will have a standard, and then, like, Tesla. You know Tesla has two different charging ports, right? I know that there's a adapter that you could use like a wall outlet, but I wasn't aware that they had two different ports already. So they have their they have the one that they created themselves, which is the Tesla supercharger port that is used in the United States. But the European Union has a standard that they use that is pretty much being adopted everywhere for every every company other than Tesla. And so Tesla the vehicles that are sold in the European Union have to have that standard charging port rather than their proprietary one. And so they make two different batches of those vehicles, and you think it would be better for production costs to just use that standard because then they don't have to, they don't have to fabricate their own stuff. They could just use that standard that has been provided to them. Now, of course, you make it's still a lot cost. more money with proprietary parts if you do your own thing though and that's that's got to be why they keep on doing it because there's there's month like why wouldn't they and you're right why wouldn't they why would they make the effort to split assembly if there wasn't a reason for it well i think a big part i think there is a part to that is that in north america they have um they they have their own standard they have that it's like a two prong like it's still a giant cable but it's it's more elegant than the standard that is being created uh, or that is being adopted. But I think that they should do it. Um, They are making their superchargers available um, to that other standard. Uh, And, and maybe at that point they'll switch. And to be fair to Tesla, even though I don't like doing that, uh, they created their proprietary standard before the other, um, before the, the newly adopted standard was fully completed. So Tesla, when they started making their vehicles and wanted to make the supercharger network, they had to make something that could charge their batteries fast, and this is what they came up with. Um, so it, it, it might be that they just have so many of them that are already out there that they might as well continue in the United States with that specific charger. But we'll see what happens in the future. I'm just hoping that... Uh, I like it when standards are adopted, uh, you know, other than micro USB. Really hated micro USB, but we're going to move on. <laughs> and we are going to talk about Ubisoft, our favorite company. Right? Our favorite company. Um, they have 15 games that are going to be cut off from multiplayer this year. Um. Let's look at the full sunset list. It's only 15 games, so it's not a ton. Um, 
you've got Anno 2070, uh, Assassin's Creed 2, ah, that's an old one, Assassin's Creed 3, which is a 2012 release, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD, Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations, Driver San Francisco, which I hear is a really good game. Have you played it? I don't think I've ever actually heard of it. It's not Crazy Taxi, is it? No, Driver is way different. It's like a, it's a more serious uh, game. In fact, the first game was released on the PlayStation, and it has a nearly impossible tutorial section. That's, like, that's a good sign. That's what yeah, you want in your game. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry 3, um, Ghost Recon Future Soldier, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, PC. Wait, when was that released? Like 2004? I, my gut was saying 2002. We could find out real quick. Yeah, you you find that out. I'll read the other ones. Rayman Legends, which I hear that sucks. Um, PlayStation 3, Wii U, and Xbox 360 versions of Rayman Legends is getting, uh, their servers are getting taken down, which is sad. 2003. Um, oh, we were we were both off by a year, but if if this was the Price Is Right, you would win. Um, Silent Hunter Five. Space Junkies, uh, Zombie U, which for the Wii U, not the one that was released for the PC. And then here's a sad one for you, Splinter Cell Blacklist. No. Yeah, it's getting taken off of PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360. You will be unable to play multiplayer, link Ubisoft accounts in-game, or use online features. On Wait, hold Blacklist. on. There's... I- uh, a lot of the locker, the, the the unlocks in that game are like restricted by your Ubisoft account shit, which yeah. I hate. By the way, I really hate Ubisoft games that do that. I hate games that do that. Um, but yeah, so they're taking down all of those games, including Blacklist, which means no. they, hopefully they re- release another Splinter Cell, um, and they bring back Michael Ironside. You know why he didn't do Blacklist, right? Yes, because they were doing full body motion capture, and he's an old man. No, that's not. Oh why. no, he had a uh, 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 throat cancer or something, right? Yeah, so he couldn't re- he couldn't record it because he had throat cancer, but he has recovered, from what I. Understand. But uh, they they do do full body motion capture, and Michael Ironsides is an old fat man. Well, that's okay. He can still do the voice acting. And I I would be very disappointed if anyone but him did it. Yeah, I want I want them to do old man Michael Ironside, uh, I'm... with with motion capture. As a diehard Splinter Cell fan, it doesn't even need to be Sam Fisher. Don't make it his fucking daughter. I I see that, and it drives me crazy as someone who's been playing these games since, oh, God, the early thousands? I don't remember yeah. when the first one of those came out. Um, I, yeah, 2001. If you really wanted to move forward with it, there's an appropriate way to take that series. Stealth Game isn't dead. If anything, it's it's ready for its renaissance age. Uh, oh, God, I was off by a year again. 2002. Ah, good year. Good year. Yeah, good year for games. And I think that it was 2002. Was it 2002 that uh, uh, Halo 2 was released too? Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. I'm afraid to say because I'll be one year off again. Halo 2 release date. Oh, it was fucking 2004. I was way off. I was um, going to say 2003. Yeah, it was. Um, it, I remember the 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 date. The like the the uh the month and day i did not remember the year and the reason i remembered that was because it's a week after my birthday so november november 9th 2004 do you uh, remember where you were when halo 2 released uh yeah no no i don't but i do remember that for that year my birthday slash christmas present was an xbox and halo 2 and i got no other games for like eight months if, so, if you have access to a modem that's all you really need homie yeah uh we're gonna move on and uh actually i had dsl at the time so i was able to play online um so we're gonna move on we're gonna talk about our last story facebook quest headsets will soon no longer need a facebook login i refuse to call it by the name they changed it to Mm -hmm. because that is a stupid name for a company um I wonder why they didn't want me to work there. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Meta is changing course on its, this is from Engadget, on its controversial requirement for users uh, of its virtual reality headsets to log in with Facebook account. Instead, they'll need a new 
meta account, which won't need to be linked to Facebook. The company will start rolling out the new account next month for existing and new MetaQuest users. Those with a legacy Oculus account will need to have a meta account to keep using their headset after January 1st, 2023. Um, I kind of like this. No, I don't. I mean, I like the fact that you don't have to have a Facebook account. Like, you don't have to have an account, um, like a, a you know, like a Facebook account where you have to log in and you know have that social media aspect of it. I like that they're getting rid of that part. I wish you didn't need to still have some sort of account to get your to 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 use your headset. You should yeah, still so be able to. You should be able to use a Steam account. Uh, and buy games with that. You should be able to use um, an Epic account if they have VR games available. You shouldn't have to use a Meta account to sign in and get games. And I know there are, aren't there, um, like, there are third-party applications that allow you to use other programs like like Steam or Epic to play those VR games, but it's like a, it's a hack that you have to put on it. It's not just built in. Yeah, it's a bootloader. I don't remember the name of it. But, I mean, look at the companies that we discussed already today, like Apple and Google. Yeah. They're already being seen as being in a duopoly for restricting the ability for people to access markets on these devices. Mm-hmm. And now we look at the new frontier that is VR, and they're doing the exact same shit. Yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up that I it's probably not the best place to bring it up because I probably should have brought it up in games I played. Um, but I also bought Dying Light 2. Oh, yeah? I I actually really do want to play that. I'm just broke as hell. I haven't played it yet. I'm going to start doing that Tuesday. Uh, that's going to be the next game I play through. Um, but I mainly bought it because my girlfriend really likes the original Dying Light. And she's like, do you have Dying Light 2? And I was like, no, but let me see what I can do. And so I bought it. And now I, I put it on low settings at like 1200 by eight at the, at the Steam Deck settings, Steam Deck resolution, low settings. And I turned the uh, refresh rate down on the screen for that particular game to 40 hertz. Uh, So the game runs at a solid 40 frames a second without dropping at all on the Steam Deck. Yeah, I was just about to say, you're talking about on your Steam Deck, right? Yeah, yeah, on the Steam Deck, which I think... Wow, your 3070 really has a a trouble with it, doesn't it? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm sure my 3070 will be fine. But I think that 40 frames a second on the Steam Deck is... I think it's pretty good. I think that's a pretty good uh, accomplishment for the Steam Deck. The Switch is my go-to console, and that's 30 frames per second. I could live with 40. Yeah, uh, I think they, they did the 40. It, it, now, it it goes up. So if I had it at 60 hertz, um, and we're, fuck it, uh, Meta, Facebook, I don't care. Meta uh, bad. Yeah, they, they they looked at the problem that is people don't like having to log into a Facebook account, and they solved it by saying, We'll make them log into a Quest account instead. Yeah, They exactly. missed the fucking point. They did. Uh, so. Uh, now with, let's talk about something good. Dying yeah, Light now with, 2. Di- with Dying Light 2. Um, I could have it at the 60 hertz refresh rate. So they, they added an ability in uh, the SteamOS to allow you to control the refresh rate. And it set up in-game profile, like per-game profiles. So you can just say, for this game, have it run with FSR on. Um, and lower it to 40 hertz. Or you could just keep FSR off and lower it to 40 hertz. Um, I had it at 60 hertz, and it does jump between 40 and 60 frames a second, but I it wasn't very consistent. So lowering it to 40 hertz definitely made it just feel so much smoother because you're not getting those random jumps. And I think that's a really good accomplishment for the Steam Deck, um, considering I... Dying Light 2 is pretty pretty graphically intensive. Now, I do not have a Steam Deck yet, and I do have a question for you. Is there anything like a, uh, like when I use a controller on my computer, Steam just shows up and it's like, hey, this game has profiles made for people playing this game with this controller already. Do you want to try theirs or do you want to make your own? I wonder if there's a way that you could save settings for games. You that, can. Like people set on there. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, I don't, know about, set- I don't know about settings, but with the controller... Like controller you, definitely i've done that yeah, before yeah. but it would be smart for them to you know like a lot of followers the like games will save their configurations in an ini folder or something like that it wouldn't be hard to distribute that or take a lot of data to do it 
Yeah, I don't know. I, they don't have that, but I think that would be neat. Um, Dear Gabe Newell. But like I, I've used my, like I have a PlayStation 5 controller that I've used that works great on it. The one problem I have with the Steam Deck is when you plug it into a like 4K monitor, it will run the, the OS at 4K. You can go into desktop mode and you can switch the, the resolution and the frame rate or the hertz around. Um, but then you switch back to gaming mode and gaming mode will always just do the highest resolution for that TV. It still runs games at 1200 by 800, but because it's all, it's still rendering like everything else at 4k, it makes the game struggle. And I was going to say, it, it just has to it, like, it, just because you're not playing at that high resolution doesn't mean that's not still the target resolution for the device. Yeah. And so it ends up having issues with running games at a higher frame rate and there is no way for you to go into the settings and adjust the resolution of game mode and i they need to implement something that will allow you to change it to just even just change it between the major ones like uh 1080p uh 720p and and 4k like just just let me switch between those and choose the her the refresh rate, and I'll be happy. They just need to do that, um, because p- trying to play like playing it on my on on the Steam Deck, playing Dying Light Two on the Steam Deck, pronouns, um, you can you can play just fine with the forty frames a second. When I hook it up to my four K TV, it's below thirty frames a second because it's rendering that extra resolution, even if it's not rendering it for that game, um, and then. So if you were able to just say, hey, run at 1080p, I think that would alleviate a lot of those issues. Anywho, um, you should be getting your Steam Deck here soon, right? Like, they are they should be giving so, you... Yeah, hopefully here soon. I think Aro is going to get his before I do, but the, um, but the verdict here is probably, you know, within the next two months or so, it should be here. Me too, me too. And I'm really hoping that Asha... Uh, has a really big financial crisis or something, so I can have two Steam decks. Um, that that'd be nice for you. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Uh, just in case anybody knows, uh, I made a deal with uh our friend Ash, where Ash didn't have the money to get their Steam Deck, and they got it. Be- they got the order before any of us did, and so I bought the Steam Deck, and we made a deal that when it came up, Ash would then be able to purchase my Steam Deck when my when my order came up. And uh, so that's that's what's happening there. But we have another friend, Durga, who is very poor, who also has a reservation. So I might be able to take theirs as well. I'm just going to get all the Steam Decks and then uh, mine Bitcoin with them. That's going to be profitable, that's, right? That doesn't seem like a good system for that. <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, we will be back next week uh talking about more news stories i want to thank you for being here connor i was the only one you had yeah because roa can't walk downstairs oh we'll be back next week playing uh or talking more about stuff and uh bye bye goodbye